Ladies and gentlemen, you are entering the realm of Good morning, good evening, good night, folks. This is your Five Tool Sports Podcast host, Woody Massey. I am here with Coach Melvin Taylor today, and we got another episode of NBA action coming at you. And today we are joined by a very special guest, a close friend of mine, Mr. Brian James O'Connell, better known as BOC. And he is the director of Bloodsucking Bastards, a hilarious vampire comedy, office space vampire comedy. And he is the co-creator of the animated comedy Helden on the Sci-Fi Channel, which is also, I can verify, hilarious. <laughs> so you should go check out. Brian, thank you for joining me in Melbourne today. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you so much uh, for having me on. I uh, I normally have uh, very few places to talk about basketball, specifically the NBA. And the ones that I do, uh, I talk about it so much. Even they are like, hey, man, like I, I have kids. No, <laughs> I, I, I gotta go do something. So this is this is great to be. Uh, thank you for uh, encouraging my bad habits. Oh no, oh, you're sure. in the right place. The That's right the place. weirdest part about I'm experiencing getting older is the things that used to be commonalities of being able to talk to strangers about. No one cares about it anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> no one wants to hear how they overplayed on the zone on the right side. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I had, I had a long conversation about the NFL with my Lyft driver. I love getting into lifts and taking it as an opportunity to uh, interact and empathize with my fellow man. And so I always start off with, hey, how's your day going? Right. Go from there, get the vibes, feel how they're feeling. You know, if, they, if they're like kind of like, all right, they may have a bad day. You never so know you do you do scene around. work with your uh, <laughs> drivers? Yeah. I, and then <laughs> if they seem to be cool and be up to it, my second follow-up question is always, what do you do when you're not driving for Lyft, if you don't mind me asking? And then we just have a conversation and, and live our lives together like human beings. I, I think it's I think it comes from me being a bartender and a bar manager for so much, for so often, for so long, I should say. Uh, I, I just don't want people to feel like, like, look, man, I know you're a human being. You're not. You're just not a soda machine that I put money into and then you take me to the location I want to go to. You know what I mean? Like, so let's, let's get down. Now, Made uh, a lot of friends. Made a lot of friends that way. Brian, this is kind of yes. a big deal for Melvin because okay. um, Melvin, Melvin and I are big horror-phobe guys, but yeah. he uh, he loves yeah. your movie. He's, yeah, he's like a movie. big vampire stan. He watches all vampire movies. Oh. He actually I'm made really me watch uh, Vampire in Brooklyn for the first time. I saw that in the theater. I saw it in the theater, and the sound, uh, the second reel screwed up. And I was there by myself, and there was only five other people in the theater. I'm like, do I stay? Do I stay? I think I got to stay. I mean, I shouldn't, <laughs> but I have. I just have to see how much further can they go with this. And I stayed, and I was not rewarded, you know, <laughs> yep. entertainment-wise, but morally, I was aware. Morally, yeah, it to. was Eddie Murphy. It was just a real great B-plus Ooh. movie that, that made it to theaters. I love that movie. Like, I love it. I made he really you, I made you watch it. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. I literally tried to wiggle out of it for like 10 minutes, and he was like, nah, dude, this is happening. This is happening. I, hon- I got real force. I honestly think, I honestly think if they had just leaned in it, if they, 
they had this because it was at the time where Eddie was like, I'm gonna be funny, but I still need to be sexy. I need to still be handsome yeah. leading man kind of thing. <laughs> I think if they had just leaned into it and did it like Tales from the Crypts Bordello of Blood, where it's just like super suckers filled with ho- holy water. Sure, let's go for it. Yeah, I think if they had just leaned into that, I think it would have been it would have been a lot of fun. You know what I mean? I yeah. think I think it I me personally, I think I thought it leaned too much into stereotypical Eddie Murphy. I feel mm-hmm. as though he went to all his little gimmicks that worked <clears> in the past, just kind of put on to a horror movie, which again, I love and I don't yeah. care. I knew what he was doing. I told you what he was doing. I don't care. But to your movie, uh, yeah. I love your movie. Oh, thanks. Get everything man. else. No, I'm serious. Not the blood, no, blood sucking bastard. Let's get it right. That is correct. Like, I love that movie. I always tell people, oh, thanks, I'm being man. serious too. Like, and I told Woody how it's all universally. How I knew how we came together at the right time and how I'm getting to meet you and I'm doing this. Because mm. for one, how how random is that, Woody, that one of my, like, because I'm being serious, one of my, like, you know, you have to be, like, your favorite. And when I told him like, the title of the favorite. movie, his eyes, like, why? Yo, <laughs> what? because I really, because, like, I'm serious. I really identify with, well, especially during that time period, because during that time period, I was in the workforce where I'm, like, going to work every day. I'm, like, mm. in the office, around kids, blah, blah, blah. But I felt like Evan, from the perspective that, like, I felt like my boss or my lead teacher was like Max. And nobody saw what I saw. And it was so frustrating. So when I, so when I saw the movie, I immediately identified. So when Woody told me you were coming, I was just automatically starstruck. Like, seriously, man. So I, it is an honor for me. <clears throat> if nobody else uh, cares, I really, really, really care. I'm going to ask you so many questions. So it's awesome. Mel- please, Melvin please do. I, to, I, very, uh, I very much appreciate that. That's very kind. Thank you. I really do. Melvin used to do the Lord's work. He worked with uh, special needs kids, but mm. not not just the like basic special needs kids because he's such a big, gentle giant. He worked with the giant problematic mm. ones. He would we lived together children. and he would just come home and be like yeah, kids. Oh yeah. man, this oh, big yeah. one swung on me today. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I got stabbed no, in the I... eye. Oh man. Yeah. Stabbed, yeah. He, he, were you I, uh... we, were we living together when that happened? We, I, I, I think so. Yeah, you came home. I got stabbed in the eye. Yeah, man. Well, I I uh, appreciate that. Thank you for doing the Lord's work. My my nephew, my my dad's uh, my dad's disabled. He walks on straight on crutches, and my nephew is autistic. So I'm always very uh, aware and uh, like hyper aware and and empathetic to people that do that kind of work. Uh, my my nephew is uh, is high functioning. He's a freshman at Appalachian State right now. We're very proud of him. <clears throat> but uh, he. He is like also eighty five pounds soaking wet. You would never have to worry okay. about him swinging on you. <laughs> oh yeah, and my nephew's also high functioning. But I'll be mm-hmm. remiss if I would have to take this moment to shout out my surrogate family, the Clemens, because Drew, my my first autistic student, who really changed mm-hmm. my life and taught and really showed me like the power of that community. And again, well, and I'm gonna do a talk about this for a long time. I want to go into a long like preachy mm-hmm. spiel about the autistic community, but it really means a lot to me. I love that family. I love that community. I think they're so misunderstood. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, I love it. I'm always going to advocate for it. Same. You got a couple questions about uh, the movie, Melvin, before we jump into the Please. format? <clears throat> Open book. Oh, my goodness. So, for one, how did you get Max? How did you get Mr. Pascal? That's, that's uh, the Pat- real- 
A lot of, um, I have to give credit where credit's due first off, is that uh, Fran Kranz came on first. Without Fran signing on to do the movie, we can't get anybody else. We didn't, that kicked in a lot of money for us, and then also other other people seeing that going, oh, Fran's doing it? He's serious, because he's very well respected. Uh, a lot of them came through, like, a lot of the actors came through our connections. That's one of the reasons we got hired, Dr. God got hired on, uh, my comedy collective got hired on to it, is because we, the, uh, the Fortress Features guys who uh, had the script and, and some of the money, uh, they, I think they just had some of the money. I think both he and Brendan owned the, uh, they, anyway, they were horror guys. They had done the collector and the collection, mm-hmm. but they didn't know any comedy. Oh, I love the collection. Oh my God, our movie would. Yeah, that's we even yeah. saw that. Crazy. I thought that series had so much potential and they just so screwed the whole pooch when they went yep. 3D with the second one. It just yeah, ruined that was, the whole. Yeah, keep it in the was, house. It was so simple was, and beautiful. It was great. That was this uh, is that so was, serendipitous. That a studio, that's a studio request. And, you know, the three D uh, post post production three D made it really murky and hard to. That's how we got Emma for uh, uh, you know for our movies because she was in the collector and they knew them. So we got a. Uh, uh, I see that now. I see Pedro. that. <clears throat> yeah, Pedro is uh, one of the few people that we got through our casting director. I went and met him at Kitchen 24 on Coenga, uh, and we talked for like two and a half hours. I think 20 minutes of it was about the movie. He is one of the best human beings I've ever met in my life. We just ended up talking about life and stuff like we were like talking about a friend of his who had like this bastard. Talking, like, what kind of man? What kind of man would do? That? And then at the end, we were like, I like I really like you. I really like you too, right? So he <laughs> deserves absolutely deserves. Every, uh, like every, all the flowers he's getting right now, all the success, uh, and a decent human being that you can like. Sometimes you know they say never beat your heroes. Uh, That's a rarity in this town. <clears throat> yeah, and, get, like... and, and guess what else? Your movie introduced me to Mr. Pascal. You know, after I saw that movie, mm-hmm. I started seeing much other projects. I think I saw him in the uh, the Kingsman two, and yeah. I saw him in he had another movie. Uh, He's great. Oh, my God. So many movies, man. Yes. The equal. That's the movie. He was amazing in that movie. The role, the duality. Like, he's such a low key, really good actor. But I think a lot of people know, because I think off air, we're talking about the hand that he's like able to to obtain, which is pretty remarkable, man. You want to you want a fun inside fact that you probably can put two and two. I'll, I'll, I'll connect the dots for you right now. I I watched Wonder Woman 84 at home on HBO like the rest of us, right? Um, it'll pop you pretty good because uh, I know it popped me. So when, in Blessing Ambassadors, when Pedro is playing Max, he's giving that speech of like, uh, one, sink your teeth. He does that double fist clutch in Wonder Woman no, 84. No, 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 I see it. He, he no, I see it. it. I see it. I see it. He, he does oh, it. <laughs> Woody, my mind's blown. No, Woody. No, Woody. He goes, no, uh, no, if I'm you're, like, if no, Max. oh my God. No, no, sir. No, I'm. My mind's really blown because I know exactly what you're talking about. And like uh-huh. when he's like, then he grits his teeth and yep. blood sucking bass. He does that same motion mm-hmm. in Wonder Woody. I promise you. I, I oh, hear. My, it. No, I swear to God, my mind. Like I have shivers right now because I'm like, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about right now. And Woody, I don't want to bore you. I have one last this question, then we can kind of move ahead. on. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, one last question. I, sure, sure. Because um, I was. Because, again, I was really curious about how you got Pascal because, like, looking back, I was like, wow, he's amazing. Not saying that movie wasn't deserving of an amazing actor, mm. but he's such a, like, 
He's staple. He's really good and in yeah. Hollywood, I would say, right? So that's a great yeah. story you told me. And great job to Fran. Thank you, Fran. That was awesome. I think he really brought mm-hmm. something to the movie. Last question. How did you even come mm-hmm. across this movie? And was able to even do it. Like how? Like how? How? How did it come? <clears throat> oh, you don't have to give me the whole long story, but how did the beginning no. look? I can I can give you uh, Doctor God is my comedy collective. That's me, Justin mm-hmm. Ware, <clears throat> Neil Gargiulo, Sean Cowick, and David Park. You know, we we met at I O. We become a team. All that yada yada. Um, we one of our friends, Colleen Hard, is a line producer and one of our one of our very close friends. She was working with Brendan, who was one of the producers. She said, "We've got this script." We've gone through a bunch of different drafts. We've gone through a couple directors already because <clears throat> we'd, ha- we'd, we'd sign on someone and then they'd get a deal to go do a TV show in Canada and we'd lose them. Do you guys, it's got some, it's almost there, but it's got a couple of problems. We just can't seem to wrap our brain up. We need fresh eyes. Would you guys be interested in taking a look at it? Yeah. So Colleen, uh, Colleen brought it to us and said, Hey, there's some problems with the script. We've gone through a couple directors already. We've gone through multiple. When we got a copy of the the script, it was already on draft eight. So oh wow, but but bunch of meetings back and forth, and basically the 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 stages to, to very briefly. <clears throat> uh, would you guys be willing to take a pass uh, at the script? Put your hands on. It. Sure. Do you think you have it by this date? Yes. The first draft we turned in. Uh, Justin working during the early morning, and then me and Sean taking his notes. And then doing them in the afternoon before we have to go uh, bartend at I.O. And then just over the course. And we all did that. We turned in that first draft in like 15 days, which they were like, oh, you guys are very fast. And this is quality. And we solved their biggest problem. The biggest problem in that script was just that they kept having the cops show up. It's like once you have the cops show up, Fran's a geek, right? He's no longer the lead. He's no longer the guy solving exactly. problems. He's He's a guy who went to jail overnight. And then he lets out in the morning. And then everyone's vampires. You've taken away all of his agency. Let's all just. Yeah. Instead of having it take place over two weeks, have it just take place over two days, and there's no time to call mm. the cops. And that that solved ninety percent of it. But they, to their, to to a hundred percent fair to them, they had been so close to it for so long that they just couldn't see that. And then after course, that, they were like, after that, they're like, all right, well, you you guys are definitely the writers now. Um, can if we, you know, we'll bring Justin on as a producer. Justin did a lot of like uncredited script work on it. Uh, he deserves a, a, a bulk of the praise for uh, for working on it. Like while we're shooting, he's writing new pages, like like most movies do. Um, yeah. But then they brought us. Then they brought him on as a producer. In exchange for that, we we got roles, and then we would bring some of our comedy friends on that. And eventually, they're like, "What about if Brian directed it?" And they were like, "And, and to their fair, Brett and Patrick had never really seen anything. They're like, "Well, it's a big difference between like Hannah." And then I showed them, uh, I gave them a copy of my first movie, uh, my second movie, uh, Angry White Man, which starred Matt Berry and Steve Agee and Mary Birdsong um, from Reno 911. And then they watched it. Th- that one we shot on single 35 30, uh, millimeter single perf. My my best friend, Brian Mandel, who's a great DP, he shot it and produced it uh, along with Bob Harson, another one of my good friends who produced it and wrote it and starred in it. And they look, and that movie is beautiful. For, for a comedy, that movie looks oh, yeah, yeah. like it looks like golden sunshine and so they're like oh man and then we told them what we made it for and that's when producers eyes lit up they were like we thought you spent two million dollars on this movie i was like not even close not even remotely that they're like then you're our director like that's how i got it nice. so, wow. there you yeah. go so you just had to keep, just had to keep proving up the pudding they're like 
we think you guys might be right for it, and then you over deliver, and then you over. But you're so, you but you're so right about that little twist, which just happened over two days. This makes more yeah. sense. <clears throat> but it's this amazing. This, this, yeah, that's amazing. I'm, I'm like, yeah. my mind's blown. I'm like honored. I yeah. love. This is like my favorite podcast already, Woody. I don't know whatever's <laughs> going to top this. Like, I'm like, I'm like, like this is like this is so crazy. I'm so happy. I'm well, so happy. as much as I'd love well, to sit here and talk about. You just need to get a great Chilean basketball player into the NBA and get Pedro interested in, through that. Yeah. You know? exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, as much as I'd love to sit here and talk comedy <clears throat> shop all day, the oh, reason sure. we've had you on today, uh, yes. Mr. O'Connell, is because yeah. you, more than anyone I've ever met, uh, know the rich history of being a Bulls <clears throat> fan. Have you been a lifelong Bulls fan? Yes, I was born and raised in High Point, North Carolina, but my entire family is from Chicago. My dad grew up on the South Side. <clears throat> Before his accident, I mean, I've never, mm. my dad is disabled and walks on straight on crutches from a car accident in 78. I have no memory of him, but growing up, all my uncles and, and aunts and anybody would tell me is that my dad was a fantastic basketball player. Hampton Court crew, that's where he was. Uh, Mount Carmel. <clears throat> they were like, oh, oh your dad could. Yeah. Mount Carmel, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. uh, well, it gets even better. My, Mount Carmel, uh, <clears throat> my dad was very good. He could go in between his legs. This is like, you know, 60s and uh, late 50s. That's 60s, some Pistol then, Pete shit right there. <clears throat> oh, yeah. The head coach of Mount Carmel refused to put him on <clears throat> the varsity team as a freshman, even though he was better than all that. So my dad quit that team and then made a habit of playing the starting five on the uh, on the rec court on the on the neighborhood court mm-hmm. and ru- oh, yeah. ruining their shit, running them out of there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I've always I've always uh, been a Bulls fan, but also when the Hornets came and I root for them, I usually tell people I root for the Bulls, the Hornets, and whoever's playing the Lakers. Like that is how oh. <laughs> that's how I feel. Oh. Uh, I you like, can only see the shorts I'm wearing right now. That's <clears throat> oh. okay. I have a I have a how you feel about that, Woods? Uh, it stung a little bit, but it's okay. You know, hey, we got all we I, got all those rings. I have a I have well. Just to let you know, Woody, I'm on his children, side. Children, please. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I, have, I know. I have, you I have, on his side. It's lonely at the time. I have several Lakers uh, uh, fans who I'm friends with. Dwayne Colbert is I'm very, very close with. You cannot get a bigger Lakers fan than that guy. Uh, and also, like the I'm like, oh, all these rings. I'm like, you're gonna talk rings about Michael Jordan? You're gonna talk about like all of the? My favorite meme is like LeBron <laughs> saying, "Hey, Kobe," and Kobe's like, "Whatever." And then it's just Michael Jordan in front of all of the awards he's ever won. He goes, "Children, please." Right. Yeah, me and Melvin were actually talking about this the other day. Yeah, uh, there was. I personally think LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time because of his versatility from <clears> one to five. <throat> There's all mm-hmm. the same stuff that's been beaten to death. Sure, but sure, sure. One thing that we do come to terms with is Michael Jordan had the most impressive eight year run of anyone ever. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Nobody except, rant. Nobody rant. Well, except maybe. Bill Russell. Bill Russell. That was, was like Russell. putting a six year old in a baby playpen. So. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, so that's why I had you on. I knew you love the Bulls. And the Bulls have become yes. Ian Melvin's favorite new team this year. It's a nice breath of fresh air. Because oh, rarely rarely do you get you bring in Two high profile, well, mid tier high profile free agents. Mid tier, everyone said that Demar Derozan was, was done. The worst yeah. free agency. I know. It was the worst. I know. In free agency. And he's yeah. a legitimate MVP candidate. Should, right now. The, the Lakers oh. are really sad right now. 
The Lakers are. I thought he was coming to the Lakers. He would have been such a better fit than Russ. And real talk, and and it's something that nobody's talking about. the GM, your GM, your Lakers GM, hey, hey. Mr. Palenka. Hey, hey. Some yeah. somebody needs somebody needs to answer to not getting Demar. That's a real, and you could have got Demar for like fifty or sixty cheap. million. Cheap, yeah, he was because ready to sign the, the Bulls. The, the he's going to sign a discount for y'all <clears throat> and over the, the Bulls kind of pay. Actually, looking back at the Bulls, also got a discount. Let's yeah. be real, y'all, yeah. y'all, because Demar is amazing. Car- Caruso. I, Caruso yeah. offered a discount to come back. He said, "This is what the Bulls are going to play me, but I'll take less if you guys." Are. And they said, "No." You know, how, you know, do you know how frustrated 50, Colbert 50, is about that. 50, so fifteen million would, yeah. 50, yeah. they wouldn't go above fifteen million. I, that's I believe crazy. it. Yeah, that's I what he it. said. On I, that's what he said. The nitpicking. So is I, yeah, crazy. I'm a mess. I'm a massive Bulls fan, but also like I could talk about this stuff to, all day as well because, as as I like to say, um, I, uh, what do I say about myself? Uh, the, oh, the Irish Catholic Guild is killing me right now. But I, I usually tell people I know more about the collective bargaining agreement than any white man not currently employed by the NBA. Like, so <laughs> oh, this yeah, stuff, okay. this stuff is, uh, is, is catnip for me. And that's one of the great things. It's, it's a year round sport now because of free agency mm-hmm. and the draft, all that. But more specifically, you talk about like breath of fresh air. I cannot tell you the Bulls have played winning basketball before recently in my lifetime to be certain, but not beautiful basketball. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful game and seeing them with their rebound gang, rebounding head immediately up court, pushing, driving chai slam a jamma. Is what Stacey King calls it. Why, why it is, do you think that is? It, it is why do you think that without, is? Because removing that Gar Paxson awful front office, <laughs> that sort of mindset of being stuck in the old game. They like, I mean, as, as recently as two years ago, John Paxson was still saying, still blaming Derrick Rose's knee injury for the reason why we weren't winning games or we weren't getting any free agents. Like, he hasn't yeah. played it here in years. What are you talking about? <clears throat> it is, he also it is traded away Jimmy that, Butler too. Yeah, Derek's on his third NBA life right now. Derek Rose yeah. is on his third NBA life. He is so yeah, far past some legit those bulls. Feline qualities. The new, the oh, new front is... office, the new front office staff has been given carte blanche by the Reinsdorfs. They're they're more baseball people anyway. That's he's a White Sox guy. He will he will take one White Sox World Series over fifteen NBA. Uh, That's a fact. Championships. <clears throat> That's a fact. But to have a young fresh, exciting squad that move the ball, that want to get out at, at just like it, it starts with Lonzo and Caruso. Caruso is leading the league in steals and he comes off the bench. Lonzo, oh, Lonzo is the most slept on part about this offseason. Can, 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 can we can we pause for a second, though? Because as you know, you don't know this, though. I am a Lonzo Ball stand. That is yeah, my favorite you're player. You're both big Lonzo guy. Literally, so, it's his favorite player, which is weird. That's my like, I've told yeah, him it's weird. Everybody says it's weird. It is it weird. Is, he is yeah. my favorite player. I like him a lot, why too. So, not that much. Uh, yeah, you not that much. You know, you got drafted <laughs> to your Lakers, so you have a yeah. heart to him. He's on your Bulls now. That's why I said this, this meeting of the minds right now is so serendipitous mm-hmm. because while you're a lifelong Bulls fan, Woody's a lifelong Laker fan drafting Lonzo. I am a Lonzo mm-hmm. fan since high school, since Chino Hill Day. I'm yeah. weird like that. I'm really oh. weird like that. But to your point <laughs> about pushing the ball up, unselfish, that's who Lonzo is. He would yeah. rather a game head, less looking head forward up. up the court. That's head up it. All times. All Coming day. Down, rebound. Where am I going with this? How can I laser this up? This ah. Uh, well, great. one thing we that have, I think Lonzo. Like, I think we have like three dunk participants, if not champions. 
Yep. I mean, like, it's Derek Jones, Derek Jones Jr., it, you know, Zach, obviously. Yeah, Zach, obviously. And DeMar won one, too, didn't he? And DeMar went with the one. Unselfish basketball. No, I thought he won one. Got the check. The check. <clears throat> DeMar won one? You got to check yeah. on. See. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, thing, that. Yeah. Oh. the thing with Lonzo sure. that I feel isn't being highlighted enough this year, because people have kind of pointed out that he isn't getting as much assists as you'd think from an original, like a, a top-tier point guard that, or mid-to-top-tier that he's getting paid. But Lonzo's very classic in the sense of he's very good at setup passes. He starts swings, which... Hockey so passes. It's like second assists. A lot assist. of hockey assists. Yeah, he's good at hitting the ball to someone who has a direct <clears throat> lane to an open passer. So, you see him pass it and point to somebody and say, pass it yeah. down. He'll pass yeah. it and say, pass down. Right hand is going across his body, shooting the pass. Left hand is going up to point at the guy I wanted to next. Like, it's just... It's beautiful. Yeah, and it's a testament. Really it's a testament to hard work too, and what a grinder yes. he is. The fact that he's become an elite shooter now, because the guy. I, mean, I use him as the, I. I use him as the number one example when people talk about uh, like Ben's. You know, some people just can't shoot. I'm like, like yeah, Lonzo ben came in with the, the most the most broken jumper of all, and every year his three point percentage twenty eight, thirty. 32. He's up yep. to 40 this year. That's, 44% that's right now at this that's, moment, 44%. That's the misconception the about the ball boys. Like as much as like their dad has they been. They love ball. They, they, they just, they, they really live basketball. Like they work on it constantly. It's been their whole life. And that's why I would love to have one of them on my team. Like I was all in on the, we, we both were all in on the mellow. Like everyone was doubting what Lamelo. I could not no, believe never did the that. Warriors never did not take Lamelo. I still dream about a Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Lamelo ball backcourt. Oh, oh, do you want to? He would play. He would play like Lonzo because he would play. Because yeah. you don't have to shoot a lot. You don't have to. Sh- I've seen games this year with Lamelo. He had a game where he scored like twelve points. He don't want. He wants to. He wants to win. He raised his sons. Lavar, Le- I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. They just want to win by any means, and they just want to play beautiful basketball, which, as Woody beautiful, always eloquently says, beautiful basketball. <clears throat> if you want to talk about, oh, I can't believe this thing happened. So, what the the thing I will never, ever, ever get over. I talk about it like till I'm blue in the face. John Crowley, like I know BOC, I know what you're going to say. I cannot begin to tell you how frustrating it is because I follow basketball everywhere. I watch Euro League games on my laptop. I have a a full on. Maccabi Tel Aviv. Oh wow! Oh, that's wow. a flex right there. That's crazy. That's the freaking flex. <laughs> Tamir Tamir Goodman, the Jewish Michael Jordan. I've been on that shit since day uh, right? So I look at all that stuff. I was I I was one of the first people. I I say this full on bragging. I was one of the first mm-hmm. people to say, "Look out! There is a six eleven point guard." In Greece, playing for some minor league team that is just out of control. He's only been playing for like you were two on years Giannis before before, before oh, yeah. everyone else. That's that's a nice brag. That's a nice but, brag. Jo- yeah, <laughs> but but draft, but, but draft, Wood. draft Express, Jonathan Bagani. So the and, and not the flex. We were too Wood. Yeah, we, we were too we, Wood. We, we did. We, we, but, but I don't no, know. I, I wasn't said, on him when he was over in uh, Greece. Oh, what you're talking about? Yeah. So he was like 14, the, 15 <clears throat> stacking cats. I know what you're talking. So, I've seen them games on. on yeah. Yeah, so the the thing that drove me, that drives me insane, and I will take it to my grave, I will never stop bitching about it, is that the Bulls and the Kings had a coin toss, and we won the coin toss, so we got to switch ping pong balls with the Sacramento Kings, and we ended up not with the second pick if we had just kept him, and then they didn't take Luka. 
in a two-man draft, they took Marvin Bagley III, who, who they want to trade and nobody wants him. He's literally yep. not playing. I've, John I Wall is going to get into a fight. He's a weird player, man. I don't, I don't get why no one player. wants to take a chance on Bagley. Bagley, he can get – I do. Put the ball in the basket. No, we can't. Yes, he no, can. No, we can't. No, we can't. He has a very – He's a bad defender. Back – limit that terrible was, defender. That – Coach K had to to establish a zone defense in college for the one year because to hide Bagley. That's how bad he was. He has a very specific old school back to the basket offensive game that he cannot do because he never gets in position because he doesn't have the basketball IQ and other guys just muscle him out of there. So he can't get to his spot. He is fucking worthless. He cannot rebound the basketball. He cannot play defense. I have nothing else to add. Yeah, you pretty that much put amazing. a bow on that one. Yeah, that was a good bow. <laughs> and uh, like great. you were saying, look great for and, like oh, and, lo- and uh, <laughs> let's, let's put a little cherry on top. He also has a very low motor. So let's yeah. just, yeah. Which no, no, I don't. Yeah. That just doesn't work. He just, he flat out refused to go into a game like two days ago. Yeah, so <laughs> like, I, I'm, I am I am anti-Bagley as well. I didn't understand. I'm always pro. I'm always pro pro player all day, every day. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, of I'm, course. I'll, I'll, of course. I'll shout to the heavens. People are like, I can't believe LeBron James gets paid so so little. He's probably worth. He's probably worth fifty to seventy million dollars a year. Uh, honestly, but you could, you, know. you could go for a hundred million dollars a year for yeah. the business Bag- that he brings. Bag- in Bagley's going to look great in a Guangdong Tigers jersey. He's going to look <laughs> great. He's not going to hurt. He's got money. Uh, Save um, your money, young fellow. Also. I, you know, the craziest part of this turnaround, too, was I was legit worried for the Bulls after they traded for Vucevic last year and oh, it was great. then missed it. the playoffs. Man. Yeah, well, that was the thing. I didn't – that's not a number two. Vucevic is not a number two on a winning team. Nope. He is a number four on a winning team, and they paid a lot three for to him, four. They missed Three to four, yeah. Three, three to four. four, depending on who your two are, yeah. Yeah, but the fact that when they missed the playoffs last year, I, I saw doom. I thought Zach Levine was going to yeah. bounce – I thought I was really worried for the future of the franchise. And no, just... I've, I've I've been high on uh, on Vooch for a long, long time. Uh, Josh Tariff, aka Taxman, is a huge Orlando Magic fan, so we we talk a lot yeah. about Orlando. So, so I've been available uh, for his. I've been aware of his game for a long time. He is steady. You are correct. He's like third or fourth best mm-hmm. on championship team. He is a steady twenty and ten. He's a quiet twenty. If you like, Blue All Dang was a quiet twenty. Four points yep. here, three. Points. You you watch the whole game and then you read the stat line later. That guy had twenty points, which mm-hmm. is the same way. He can stretch it, but he does. But people forget that he can shoot from three, especially that dead on top of the key. And now you have for the first time forever, the Bulls have three guys who score twenty points a game consistently. And Vooch is very unselfish in that way. He just wants to win. He doesn't mind banging with anybody down low. I was I I knew we weren't going to make the playoffs when we traded for him because the rest of the pieces around it weren't ready. Yeah, we weren't ready, and we and we had dug ourselves such a deep hole that like <clears throat> even even. Even the bubble, it's hard. Well, the guy that I think is the key to you guys being contenders this year, and if you have the juice, is the development of Patrick Williams because he really brings out for the year. That and and before he got hurt, to your point, they had a a lineup that were all five players could shoot threes. Yeah, yeah, which made them extremely dangerous. And and let me shout out Mark Eversley. Mark Eversley, mm-hmm. the GM for the Bulls, has done a masterful job. Last year, even trying to get Lonzo Ball through trade because he recognized mm-hmm. what Lonzo brings. He understands that Zach Levine just wants to score. So yeah. how, what the best way to do it is get a 
point guard who's going to be able to divvy things out equally. <clears throat> and, that, and, it, and getting Caruso yeah. have been amazing. Ah, take it. Take Did it you guys hear the story? Did you hear the story about what happened with Caruso and the negotiations? So yeah. the Bulls offered him the big, the big deal that no one saw coming. Like everyone was yeah. just like, "Oh wow, Car- there's some, they're going to give Caruso that." <clears throat> Caruso went back to the Lakers. He's like, "Would yeah. you match this?" And they're like, "No." Mm-hmm. And then he goes back, and then he goes back to the Lakers again. He's like, "Will you play me like slightly less than this?" And he was like, "No." They were like, "No." <laughs> and he literally is the missing piece to the lineup that they have right now, and yeah. he's absolutely just dominating. For you guys off the bench as a defensive player, and yeah, he's just I, the I, perfect glue guy. He's the perfect glue guy. <clears throat> yeah, I'll say I'll say two things. Sorry, if, sorry, I'm I'm coughing all day. I had stayed up late writing. Um, so I agree with you, Patrick Williams. He was Patrick Williams with the paw, which is a great nickname that Stacey King gave him. Not the claw, the paw, because he's yeah. a young version mm-hmm. of Kawhi. In the future, um, he's he's the key yeah. that brings that lineup together. Well, that's the thing. This was going to be a good year for him because everything they had been telling him for since day one is he's unselfish to a fault. That's why he was coming off the bench at Florida State. And mm-hmm. we're like, be aggressive, be aggressive, be yeah. aggressive. And my concern is that he was starting to show that in, uh, in pre-camp, not summer league. He's, he's beyond summer league at this point as a, as a prospect. He doesn't need it. And he was like, look, you're going to be the fifth. You're going to be in the starting lineup, but you are clearly the fifth option. So just go crazy, crash the boards, be aggressive. And that, and that to have him go up for a dunk attempt on a baseline dunk with two handed dunk, what we've been begging him to do for two years. And then for him to get a hard foul across the face, fall awkwardly, screw up and have to have wrist surgery and he's out for six to eight months i i i said i said very loud word very bad words very loudly (laughs) in my kitchen when i read that yeah and so that is that is my concern i hope that doesn't linger i hope he spends this time going i can't wait to get back out there doing his rehab versus like oh they wanted me to be aggressive and i went up aggressive for a dunk and now he doesn't regress uh, back into the past and that's how i got hurt and so now i'm going to start taking a lot of these settling for a lot of these mid-range jumpers that he was doing when he was uh uh, well what what what, well what's going to happen is they're going to put uh vultures into the four once he comes back and they're going to keep that's and that's what's going to make him even better because he can stretch his full out two with the three. Now, of course, defensively, Maybe. that's what that's what the issue will be. Or you'll just like this. He'll just go at the starting lineup. Either way, you're good. <clears throat> that's something they might experiment with. I would love yeah. to see an experiment of that. Then, but if it don't work, <clears throat> throw it away. I, I think. I think. Yeah. I think more of like. I think more of what's more likely to happen, especially this season. Like uh, some, a lot of people will say that. You know, oh, the Bulls overpaid for Caruso, but by their by their internal metrics and what they think he brings to the game and yeah, brings to no. the culture overall, yeah. it's <clears throat> it's a value. And and as this is the thing that no one ever talks about is like, oh, the overpaid. There's no such thing as an overpaid anymore because the cap goes up every year because the it's television deals keep going up every year. So what looks like a bad deal right now will be nothing. What won't even be like the fifth highest paid player on the game. That's why they got away with Steph Curry being underpaid for so long because of that CBA. Mm-hmm. They had to wait for the new one <clears throat> and the supermaxes and all that. I think this, I think our, I think right around the all-star break, I think you're going to see us bring up that European kid that we just took that everyone is very high on. He's playing for the Windy City Bulls right now and he's crushing shit. You slide him in at the four and then, then you have exactly what Mel's talking about. It's like, you got five guys that can just, Hit Legit. it from anywhere and move the ball with, swiftly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and move the ball, especially if Demar's not in the lineup and Caruso is out there with Lonzo. Good luck doubling anyone because you're. It's stronger. also really underrated for a franchise that I feel like we've lost. This is having that 
marketable role player for the fans. Like yeah. guys like the Lakers, like that was the that we haven't had a role player like that that was just adored by everyone since Robert Ord. Like that was that was our Or in or in Fisher. Yeah, yeah exactly. Fisher. And so that but that the Bulls have that guy now. That guy is so mm-hmm. important because it just gives the fans someone to just like it's like, hey, I, I could be out there with that guy. <laughs> are you talking That's about Mark are you talking about Marco Sinovic? Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah, man, he's a uh, he's he's a he's a conundrum. Yeah, he's, yeah, man, he, uh, he's, he's real long. He's real long. I've, I've seen him play a little bit. He got a real good stroke. I mean, as most you know, guys from over there got good strokes, good good yeah. game. I, I want to see him helps, too. I think what helps for him is that uh, he's not. Uh, I mean, as much as I miss uh, Nikola Mirotic's uh, three cola, as I as we used to call him, <laughs> uh, he doesn't have. He's a little bit mental, more mentally tough than Amirchich is, and he's not real skinny like uh, that. Okay, uh, that OKC Thunder uh, a top draft pick that they have starting for him. Giddy. Like he's yeah, yeah uh, no, not 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 Giddy the uh, not Giddy the little guy. real skinny. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah. Alex uh, uh, Alex Polutskibis or whatever his yeah, name is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where, where he's like yeah, but he's like it takes me a thin. legit two three seasons to learn complicated European players' names. And uh, what what helps is that I I end up finding out about those guys about a season or two when they're still playing in Spain and then like yeah that'll I've, that'll help. I've had so by the time they get here I've already been saying their name so like I, don't don't be down on yourself about that. <laughs> I now the same boat too. One one guy that I think is like uh-huh. I think yeah let's get the nitty gritty. His this could make or break y'all season. Him uh, postseason wise if he comes back and he could be that guy to drop in off the bench just as a pure heater. I am a fan of his game. I know he can be inconsistent, oh, but I, I want to know how you feel about Kobe White. I, the jury is still out. I obviously, yeah. again, cause I'm from North Carolina, so I don't really watch college basketball, but like I am so indunuated with who my friends are. I, I, I can't, unfollow ACC college basketball if I wanted to, right? Like, I'm just going to be aware of the players and what they do. Obviously, I have a lot of friends who are like, I'm a Wake Forest fan. I'm named after Brian Piccolo. I went to School of the Arts oh, in Winston-Salem. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, I met... Oh, um, Winston-Salem. Yeah, I, I dated a girl that was a uh, was a manager for the women's team, so I got to meet Duncan and Randolph Childress and all those guys when they were, oh, nice. you know, winning the championship. We were, we were all in college about the same time. Like Right Tim, on Tim know, Duncan Road. Yeah, Timmy's a Timmy's like my age, right? You know, so yeah. <clears throat> uh, but uh, basically, in North Carolina, everyone is Duke or Duke or Chapel Hill, Duke or Chapel Hill. So I knew I'm a Kobe. Duke guy. Yeah, well, I'm, apologies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no one's no one's perfect. No one's perfect. Um, look, I mean, look, everyone says like I I have been on the record to say that Coach K is one of the most sanctimonious prigs, hypocrites on the planet. His grandson is a scholarship basketball player for duke not a walk-on scholarship player he averaged seven points for his high school and last season the season that earned him this last season the season that earned him his current duke scholarship division one scholarship he played the entirety of two minutes not games mel minutes (laughs) hey 40 for uh, how many seasons? Is Thirty seasons gives you gives you a little nepotism, right? Look, they're all dirty. Demar Derozan only went to USC if he could bring his best friend, and they gave his best friend, who was the fourth best player on his non-winning high school team, they gave him a full ride scholarship, even though he could have paid for it himself because he was Master P's son. 
So they're all yep. corrupt. That's bad. <laughs> no, but it's Coach true. K, but Coach K actually intended. Yeah. You see, that's 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 to sweeten the deal. The the Jazz actually did something like that this year. They uh because they're but so they're desperate they're and afraid. Team. Yeah, they're a professional team. They should. Yeah, they should do that. They're stuff. so afraid about Donovan Mitchell leaving. They traded for his best friend. <laughs> who never that was awesome. at the end of the bench. Yeah. That was yeah. awesome. Keep him happy. I mean, look, it's hey, Utah. Giannis gets to play with one of his brothers. You know, it's it's fine. We all get it. Well, his so, brother's uh, actually starting to show some flashes. Oh, they're no, all good, they start they saying. started his brother. They were starting yeah. his brother while Brooke was hurt. So I'm like, oh, that is starting the guy now. I said, oh, they really yeah. want guys to stay. Oh, they really yeah. want him to stay. <laughs> well, to, they, that's how it's played. I just mm-hmm. I just never. I always hated it. Like I don't like I don't like Patino. I don't like Calipari anymore in the next one. But at least they're honest about it. He's yeah, front and mm-hmm. exactly. Come here. Come here and play for me for one year. Hopefully we win a championship. If not, I'll be sitting at your table when you get taken top five in the draft. Yep. That's a Cali- uh, now I heard Calipari though is what is a- he is as advertised as far as like personable with the family. He's all about yeah. those mm-hmm. kids. Now, now as far as him being a little I don't I don't know. I'm just saying as far as him being like maybe a little sneaky as far as within the playing lines or within the basketball world. Oh, I don't know about both the kids. I hear he's pretty <clears> cool. But Tino, yeah. I heard, on the other hand, kind of asshole. Takes- the asshole yeah. takes advantage of the kids. The whole yep. stripping or yeah, yeah, yeah. Solic- solicitation. It thing. was legit blue chips. That. It was blue chips. Legit yeah. it was blue, blue chips. chips. The movie. Yeah, yeah. Penny Hardaway. So a Calipari, I can respect him more, but Patino and maybe even Coach K. That little nepotism thing has a little eh. Yeah. So I I know that I knew that Kobe was not going to be our our point guard of the future coming in, and he He's was just... thrust into and he was thrust into that role. Now I haven't seen enough from him. He's been injured. Uh, coming off, the, he's never really been asked to come off the bench and be that hitter. I'm ex- am I excited that he got the I'm older now got serious haircut that all players like to do coming back from uh, from an injury, coming yeah. back for this new role. I, I I don't think we have enough of a sample size. If by the All Star game he's averaging, you know, thirty five percent from three and maybe like ten and seven a night, I'm yep, going to be trade ecstatic. Him. Yeah, yeah. Hi. I, just, I think him. I, I, I yeah, see let, Jamal let Crawford like yeah. potential with Kobe. No, at, how dare you? I'm just Jake, Jake crossover. You yeah. Think Jake, yes, I'm making the same face that Mel is making right now. You are insane. <laughs> I know I am. It's unexplainable. I, but see, I, I'm not big on Kobe White. I think he's an undersized scoring guard. I think he's yeah. way better than an Isaiah Thomas. Remember, I, I know IT mm-hmm. from the, the yeah. Boston days. I, don't, I, I don't, think he's a better him. That. I don't think he's a better you know, think he's, Oh, no, wow. Okay. That, se- that season where he was a legit MVP candidate. Oh, he, oh yeah, he oh, was yeah. amazing. Yeah, I think he was amazing. That was a that was a magical. That was a I'm magical comparing season. I'm comparing I'm comparing like ages sock because you know he's a little bit bigger than IT. I think he's yeah. a, also a little bit more of a he can score more in within the offense. IT needs the ball go ISO mode. And I think yeah. Kobe plays a little bit better defense, so that's that's how I'm looking at it. And but Kobe, you're Kobe right. has a better body. Kobe's Kobe's sneaky strong. Like if you take yeah, the shirt off, you'd be like, "There's the abs. I see him." Yeah, yeah. I, I, I I don't know. I don't. But know. the point is, I, he doesn't have a place on the. Let's be real. He don't have a place in the Bulls. It's, this is yeah. a Andrew Caruso, Lonzo Ball point guard team, and at least De- Demar or Zach. When you have Lord. Demar and Zach, you really don't need that guy up. What we need is I, I love Tony Bradley a lot, but I agree with you. I like we him. need a back we need a backup center really bad. Yeah, yeah, yes. like, we need like a yes. we need someone like a a uh, somewhere be- somewhere between an Ennis Cantor and a Joseph Yurick. Not enough to start, but 
but at least passable defense, not a canter defense. You know what I mean? Yeah, canter. I was just saying, not, a, not an Ole. Yeah. Not an Ole. <laughs> the the bullfighter. Oh, yeah. yeah, we need we need. Uh, Bradley is great. I love him to death, but he is a third big. To be sure, he's not a he's not a back oh, yeah, center. Yeah. I agree. <clears throat> I'm a, I'm afraid that we're going to run into the trouble in the playoffs that other teams run into, like the Suns did, which is once and not Aiton having a backup. Off, yeah, once Aiton comes off, you cannot put Kaminsky at the five. And That's what I'm things. saying. Like play Kobe, let him get his minutes, let him get his points, let him get that that rise up. Then you trade him yeah. for like a hybrid four or five, a three, four or five kind of player that can kind of come in and give you that relief minute. Because honestly. Kobe is a luxury that the Bulls don't yeah. need. Y'all well, don't have the experience pro- that we need. With That's the Bulls, the problem too, though, like we, the only ones that like, like a perfect trading place would be to like the Magic, who have like five centers. But the problem yeah. is the Magic also have four point guards, so they don't need Kobe. <laughs> Any, anywhere there's a need, there's something like. And also, we're not going to trade them to like the Pacers have to trade one of their bigs. We just know that, right? The yeah. smart thing would have been to trade Miles Turner to Charlotte for Gordon Hayward at the beginning what of the is, season, bring him home to Indiana under Rick Carlisle. Crazy. It's a great story, yeah. but they didn't do it. They're not giving us Miles Turner for fucking Kobe. They're going to hold uh, out. No. My, my, dark, my dark horse for a trade and the way I would solve the place is that you do a three-person trade. You send you send uh, Dame to Philadelphia. You send Ben mm. to Portland. You send CJ McCollum to the Pacers, and you send, you send Domas and maybe like TJ to make the money work, and then all three teams win. All three teams win. They'll never. It'll never happen because it makes too much no. sense. Uh, yeah. but it's, 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 that seems very complicated. It's not we, complicated for the real people. We've been having like, a lot of discussions about Dame this year. Uh, oh, yeah. Are you yeah, worried? I, I love. Him. Are you worried? I love him so much. I love him so much, and I hate what's being done to him. I hate. Yeah. He's looking like Kevin Garnett, but with no Celtics to bail him out. It mm-hmm. really does. Not, yeah, they're wasting. Not. They're wasting. Uh, also, yeah. within this this year, because the rule changed, because he has to get adjusted to a new offense, because he had a long off season with the Olympics, he's starting off really <clears> slow. <throat> and I also think that's going to affect other people's view of him in the future, which also may. I, I don't know. I think I think he's pretty bulletproof. I think he's has. He, everyone knows he's having a down season right now. But so are some other guys. You know, like not everyone's. Yeah. You know, Trey, you know, Harden's having True. some hard times, but Trey Young isn't. This guy's having a hard time, but Steph. Trey Young okay. started rough. He's picked it up, though. He's yeah. The first yeah, that's my guy. I, I, I think Lillard is bulletproof. I think the big problem is, is that uh, you you guys all know, we've all been in Los Angeles for a long time. I remember I remember Neil actually being with the Clippers. This guy is not the genius he wants everyone to think he is. And yeah. he is consistently screwed up, fucked up the entire time he's been on that team. And then to make that Chauncey hire, I said, how how can you do that? How can you bring in a rookie coach who has no head? Like, I'm not talking about, about the personal stuff. I'm not talking about potential no, 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 no. stuff. Just, yeah, oh, just yeah, on yeah. court. I don't know how you take a 31-year-old superstar, undersized point guard, and give him a rookie coach with no head coaching experience and think you that know this what's is so funny? going to win a championship. How are you going to do that? Because, because I'm, like, the only black guy, I'm going to say it. I felt like, and this is my, my feeling, I felt like, <laughs> That they just hired Chauncey and they thought that, oh, he's a black guy. Oh, I think Dane <laughs> might like it. That's how and I yeah. feel as though they didn't they didn't really consult. Well, I think they, they I think the yeah. way of them consulting was, what? hey, you like Chauncey? 
He's oh, a yeah, black point so. guard. He's a, a black point guard. Point guard. guard. <laughs> you know, let's do it like that. So, of, so you are you are saying the loud part loud, where Robert Sauber said it quiet, where he was like, "I'm gonna hire exactly. Watson because exactly. I need a black guy to talk to these black guys." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I felt it was. And, 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 then and then hire Sam Cassell. Then hire Sam yeah. Cassell for God's sake. And to, the, yep. and, and, and to the biggest point, and I think me and Woody talk about this again, is the, the style of offense that Chauncey wants to employ. As you know, he's, you can see it similarly. You see how CJ McCollum is looking amazing. His game is not really picked down. He's kind of picked up a tick. Yeah. He's well, running a lot Chelsea's, of similar. He's running a lot Chelsea's of similar gonna, sets that Richard Hamilton ran. <clears throat> that's true. That's, like, that's true. Just, he's running a oh, lot of similar right. sets. And a lot and of scoring like, points. Yeah. That's Rip Hamilton to you, sir. Yeah, my fault. Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea also gets benefits because because uh, they <laughs> Chelsea gets also a lot of the benefit of the doubt too because you know comparatively uh, he could have had uh, Dame could have had Jason Kidd in that job and oh boy if Jason Kidd is still oh. if he wasn't a Maverick if he wasn't like an old school Maverick and it helped him bring a championship all that I don't know how I don't know how he makes it to the All Star game how he's not fired mid season I mean God I'm. I just I'm thought Jason an, Kidd was going to be Jason such a good. I've I thought Jason Kidd was going to be Jason as a coach. Ex- don't you dare talk I'm, bad about him as a player. He was no, a as a coach. Saying, no, as a coach. This is team three. This is the third team win. I like you can't yeah. like. Th- th- there's a very famous proverb here in Los Angeles when it in Hollywood when it comes to directors. M- male directors can make three bombs before they stop getting hired. Female directors can only make one bomb. And they've stopped getting hired. And if it happens yeah. to be their first film, oh, well, this is Jason Kidd's third bomb. He's yeah. done. He's done. Well, here's the this thing with Jason. If the, offenses, the offenses and defenses that Jason tries to implement, and I've, I've, I read this in uh, Giannis's book and stuff too, Jason tries to install very high intelligence, offensive and defensive plays, but he was one of the smartest players ever. So the average player isn't going <clears> to grasp. An intricate. I, I've heard that same shit about Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears. Here at the end <laughs> of the day, he is he is emphasizing an offense that doesn't exist. He's emphasizing a defense and implementing a defense that doesn't exist in the modern game. If this was 1996, yeah, sure. But saying saying ahead of time, we are going to shoot long mid-range jump shots and we are going to feast on those when you do not have that roster at all. That is not me being like that's that's not me playing Madden going, I could be an offensive coordinator in the NFL, like none of that Bill Simmons bullshit. This is me just literally looking at the numbers and names on a page and going, that does, that's not real. That mm. what you're asking people to do, not only is it not in their subset, but like that's not where the game is and has been for like 10 years. He is a relic, he is a dinosaur. Magic jo- this is Magic Johnson coaching the Lakers, going like, What are you what are you talking about? At least Magic's problem was that just go out there and do what I would do. Well, I can't, Magic. You're a Hall of Famer, <laughs> yeah. and I'm yeah. changed the game of right? basketball. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I only think it's that complicated. Right. I think I think Jason Kidd is, isn't a good coach. I think even back yeah. at the Nets, the first <clears throat> month I saw it, like you saw, like I, I even think uh, Kevin Garnett was seeing it. If you see his demeanor when he's around, like barely. Again, he is the same <clears throat> age as him, but even back then, I was like, oh, this guy's not that good of a coach. Then he went to the Bucks. He only yeah, stayed because yeah. Giannis liked him. He'll be a, he he was Giannis, great with the Lakers as a situational assistant coach. He Giannis was actually that, yeah, texted him when they let him go and said, "Do you want me to put my foot down and say you yeah. have to keep you?" <clears> and <throat> Jason was just like, "No." 
No, yeah, do you think so? No, I'm trash. I suck. Just I, let it I go. remember that. Yeah, he's off. May, oh, yeah, can I ask you where do you put Jason? Loyal guy. Yeah, where do you put Jason Kidd on your oh, all-time yes. point guard list? Because yes. me and Melvin have debated this till so we're blue in the face. I am bullish that Jason Kidd is one of the most underappreciated point guards of all time. He How took. How do you be under? Well, he has, let me tell you why. Because he took Kenya Martin, who was a average player, made him an all-star on offense, an Jackson. average offensive player. Average. He was. He was average. an average. He was an average offensive player. It he was, never averaged more a, than like twelve points a game without Jason Kidd. Look, he was a twenty-point per game scorer with Jason Kidd. It was not a great draft, and you can make. The he was the worst number draft. one pick. He's the worst number <clears> one pick ever. Yeah. For sure. No, oh, yeah, yeah. no, all of a candy. And, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That was the worst draft ever. 2000 was the worst draft ever. Yeah, he, I was about to say. He, as, a, as, he as a number one, yeah, you're, no, you're right. My, let me correct myself. As a number one, he would have been a great number eight. Like, yeah, if he was like he was a, a number top, eight pick, oh, what a great number yeah, eight. And a number one yeah. pick is like, uh, also, dang. Also, you can't, you can't say he's the worst number one draft pick at all. No, I can't. Anthony Bennett. When Anthony yeah, Bennett. Anthony, Anthony Bennett. Bennett. Yeah. It's Anthony Bennett. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I think. Yeah, I think uh, I think Evan Mobley just passed Anthony Bennett for most points on the Cavaliers all time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he just did that. That's crazy. <laughs> so Evan Mobley, so that, by the way, have you watched Evan Mobley so far this year? I loved him. I thought he should have gone number one overall. I thought it's, he missed his it's unbelievable. He's he's yeah, he's yeah. he's a KG clone. He's it's, we haven't seen a guy like that since KG. I uh, I try and I try and avoid a lot of the draft chatter. There's a very there's very few guys I pay attention to that I uh, that I believe in. Jonathan Goodvenny, who does Draft Express, uh, is one of them. Uh, David 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 Thorpe from True Hoop, to be certain. And when David Thorpe, who is not known for blowing smoke up anyone's ass, he has trained NBA players like Joaquin Noah and Corey Brewer and all that. When David Thorpe is saying, I look at Evan Mobley and my ceiling for him is rich man's Chris Bosh, that is. That's really not, that's not faint praise. That's I'm not. saying his his that's, ceiling is to be a better player than Chris Bosh. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Come on. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. And oh, people so, don't get that. If but, you don't know basketball. Jason Kidd. I, I got to yeah, hear where, where is he? Where I uh, I think I Jason Kidd's like a top three point guard all time. You're crazy. You're an insane person. I know. But top two. Go look at yes, each team that he's gone to. Everyone is that he's played with has had their career seasons when he's their point guard. He's like five six for me. I'd say he's in the top ten. You can make the argument that he's five, maybe six, somewhere seven eight. But top three, that's ludicrous. He took the worst team next to Iverson's Sixers to the finals. He was traded. He was was traded straight up for a guy who went on to win multiple MVPs. Steve Nash is ahead of him, right? He's a. He's not. Uh, it's not. I actually don't think Steve Matt, Nash is ahead of him. No, he's not. No, Steve Nash is he not can, ahead of. Him. Jason Kidd is one of the best defenders of point guard. John, now, I, now, guess what? Me and Woody would agree with this. I think John Stockton is ahead of Jason Kidd. Yeah, I, I yes. think Jason Kidd is ahead of John Stockton. Well, Dude, you think Jason? I think John Stockton's ahead of Jason Kidd. That's John Stockton's assists are inflated because Jason they Kidd, ran the pick and roll every possession. But Jason Kidd is significantly. Better than um, Steve. Yeah, Nash. but he's not better than Isaiah Thomas. Detroit Piston Isaiah no, Thomas. Not no, no, he's certainly not I, better I than Magic Johnson. He's certainly not better than Bob Cousy, who changed the game. Okay, there well, are a lot of folks. Yeah, there's there's asterisks next D- to different this. eras, different yes, eras. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Look, you talk Bob about Cousy Astros. also had Bill Russell. <laughs> 
Yeah, but also they were playing at a time when there was only eight teams and everyone's second unit could be a starting unit if they added another ninth team. That's so, like, team. There's, there's things. But you're ta- you ask me all time. Yeah, Jason. Kidd yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pist- I mean, Pistol Pete is probably like eight, nine, maybe even 15, 16 range. I'm not saying Jason yeah. Kidd is there. Well, Pistol Pete Christ never won. Almighty. He got screwed yeah. because he was j- traded to a terrible team. Yeah, and injuries. Yeah, yeah and injuries. I also felt like, was... and, I'm, and I, you know, me being a historian of the game with, 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 Pistol, uh, with Pistol Pete, I always felt like he chose stardom. He chose the limelight over winning <laughs> championships. Because he could have easily would... went to better teams I will t- and been on better I situations. Okay. I will tweak that just a little bit. I don't think it was so much okay. the limelight. I think it was wanting to play in the expressive way that he wanted to play, and there was only a few places that would allow him to no. do that. And those would be losing teams because you they correct me. someone that could bring it. No, that's what I was trying to say. No, that's that's what I was trying to say. Exactly. Cool, that. Cool, cool, I think cool, he cool. wanted he wanted to be him. And if he went yeah. somewhere to what he, what he wanted to win, he couldn't be him. And trust me, being to be the historian, I want him. So I, yeah. I, I'm happy with the way it went. And it time. Yeah, it's a similar description to the way that when the Suns brought in Shaquille O'Neal and made Steve Nash walk the ball up the floor. This is one of the reasons why I say Steve Nash is as good as people say. Is people are like, oh, was he really that good? No, he was you amazing. Know, like, he's incredible. No, no, he's, he's amazing. amazing. No, no, yeah, there's no shade. Because you watched watching him, you know, walk the ball up and get into a half court set because oh, Shaq is down the middle. I can't remember who said it. Might have been uh, might have been Adande. Who said watching Steve Nash run this offense is like watching a hummingbird inside of a sandwich bag? Yeah, just like, a, I heard, <laughs> yeah, I heard that before. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like that's that's crazy to me. It's that, the that sun, the so sun's top, ruined. top three, no, so. absolutely not. Top three. Ace. There we will disagree. But I, uh, I, give him, I give him. Plenty we'll of dive into this later, though, Wood. But I put him at five or six. Yeah, but he's, but 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 it's very fluid for me. You know, I think every day. Again, no, don't lie. I'm like another guy who built his shot up. You know, he came into the league. Yeah, Asin kid, no J, right? The like, no J whatsoever, yeah. and then became and then, a top five three point shooter all time. Exactly. Also, to bring, it, to bring it back. Oh, yeah. to bring it back to your Bulls. I think Lonzo can be a very similar player to it. Actually, oh, yeah. I think he can be. I think Chase. actually his ceiling can be a better. He can be a better Jason Kidd. That's his ceiling. I don't Look think he can his, distribute the ball as well as Jason did, but he has potential to be there. I don't know. No, I mean, yes and no. Jason yes Kidd no. also had a very underrated old man role on that Mavericks team. He really oh, made a difference sure. on that run. Oh, and would to clarify, I don't think Lonzo will ever get to Jason Kidd. I'm just clarifying that. Yeah, now. I said that's just his ceiling. <laughs> that's his ceiling is to be like a better type of Jason Kidd that can shoot really, really, really. Well, guys, we actually, as fun as this has been, we've already been talking for an hour. So let's get down oh, to the uh, grass grass tacks here. Mm-hmm. Uh, are the Bulls a championship contender this year? This year? Coming yes. out of the East? Mm-hmm. Um, I have the top four seed at least. Yeah, I once in preseason, I said we've moved into the top four because of yeah, all, the, all the other moves on that. Because the, the, the teams that were ahead of us got worse. I knew the you know, Sixers were going to hit uh, – but I would say, uh, sorry, I was just uh, was just going to bring in my burger phone for a second. I was going to call Tony Braxton and ask what she thought about Jason Kidd. Hold on one second. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, deep cut, deep cut now. Uh, so Have you ever heard about say- the love triangle with Tony Braxton, Jason Kidd, and yeah. uh, oh, who was the who was the other person? The three J's. Was it? It, was, it wasn't Mashburn. It was Jim Jackson. Jim Thank Jackson. you. Yeah. 
<clears throat> well, deep a lot shots, of drama yeah. of that Dallas team, man. They yeah. talked about uh, it a little, right. little bit. You ain't kidding. And then Ross Perot is your owner. Man, yeah, man. I forgot that. That's crazy. Yeah. Need a documentary, yo, yo, yo. Like fuck the Dude, last That team dance, really so does need a documentary. Dallas. I, that Dallas team that was year. one of the most like. Oh, and Jim was, Jackson, remember when Jim Jackson held out? It was like I ain't playing. Yeah. So I can't pay. <laughs> yo, like yeah. that's so gangster. What's going on, man? But Bulls, Bulls, Bulls. Um, I would say as presently constructed, and if we stay in good health, bench is a little um, thin. I, I can see it. Yes, bench is a little thin, but don't. Uh, you want a rookie that you can really love? And I'm not being a homer. Watch if you have league pass or steal it from someone. Watch a couple of the uh, games that have already been played. Ao, that rookie is fan. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Just, I watch every just, game. I watch every game. All, by the way, all confidence, fantastic. We the motor's high. Yeah, we have yeah. a better bench than you think we do. I That's would what say, I'm saying. Uh, and and fearless and fearless and like the first one when like Levine gets a dunk, Ao is the first one to give him depth, and Zach's like looking right at him, going, "That's right, that's right." We're like pump. That is not like a uh, a veteran going, okay, rookie, calm down. All right, you know, it's not the uh, like, it's it's not what's his name uh, uh, running out and being the make sure to be the first one to hug Jordan after the championship, mm-hmm. whoever that guy was. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, I would say the Bulls, as presently constructed, and if they stayed healthy, um, I I think they uh, there is a good chance they, they match up really well against the Heat. I am I think shocked I, right now. I think it's a good chance your, they can make your humbleness is shocking. I think they can make the Eastern Conference Finals, and then, you know, seven games, let's see what happens. Nice. I, uh, I, I am surprised. I thought you were going to say, oh, their championship. Because to me, no, I'm no. saying, I think I think their championship. Now, again, I want you to just walk down this road with me. I'm talking about for the East. I'm not talking about, you know, just walk down. The net, that's what I'm saying. Eastern Conference year. Final. Yeah. No, no, no. I think Golden State's going to win it all. But I'm talking about championship, yeah. Eastern Conference champ. They're going to the I think the, the Bulls are going to the championship. <clears throat> I the think the Golden are, State championship would be fun. That'd be, be that's a, what, such that's beautiful my, basketball. I'm it jumping out the window and I'm saying it: Bulls <laughs> and Warriors, and then Steph, who I think is the best player in the world, Steph Curry. You know, it's not about I, Steph I don't know. He's I, the best player in the world. I I feel like if you if I feel like if you ran a like a an NBA 2K simulation season simulation a hundred times, I think the Bulls get to the Eastern Conference Finals probably forty percent of the time, but to make it to the finals. I think that's a lesser number to make it to the finals and win against a handful of Western teams that you could say right now and go, I don't yeah. think they beat them. I don't think they beat them. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're, they're not winning the championship. I and you can't sleep on this Heat team, man. The more they this Heat team plays together, Bam Adebayo is taking another step. Yes. I think I, I want to You're avoid hit, the uh, Heat. I want to avoid the Heat until the conference finals. If we play them in the second round, that is going to be a seven-game bloodbath. Slobber knocker. Yeah. Um, you think you I don't think, think Jimmy Butler stays day. up at night about beating the Bulls? Oh, oh I think God. I think Constantly. he gets hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rock hard. Uh, but I, I I will say uh, on the flip side of that I think again a lot of it comes down to whoever stays healthy even even now. I if Kobe becomes the thing that you want him to become, Woody, and if we somehow make a small move at the deadline to get a backup big, I mean I would love to have Daniel Gifford back right now. Holy shit, well, that'd be great to have him. Daniel uh, Gifford. But- yeah. Gafford from Gafford? Daniel Gafford, Gafford? Was with the, he was with, yeah, he with the Bulls. He was with the Wizards. Yeah, Gafford. Yeah. yeah. Woody, again, more serendipitous. I am a very big Daniel Gafford he, fan. He literally said that amazing. like on the previous. Yeah. Like, he, I, he was yeah. all about I'm a Gafford. huge, huge Daniel yeah. Gafford fan. I loved him. And, he, loved what, him. and you're right. He was with the Bulls. 
And I always wondered, and I think they kept him, and y'all kept Carter for over him, right? <clears throat> when no, they, we sent no, we sent Carter to the Magic. Magic, yeah, with the same him trade. And, him and Bamba are stomping on each other because they're both same, emerging same, at the same, same time. Same year. Bomber's having a great yeah. season so far this year. Yeah, Carter's playing well too. They don't. They just yeah. got too many centers down there. Now they, Orlando's they a farm too, team. Yeah, they, they're, they're farm team. They, yeah. they have too many centers, too many point guards. None of them are the right answer. And their biggest yeah. trade ship is someone they can't send out because Jonathan Isaac has lost his goddamn mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I refuse. To, I refuse to watch the Pelicans and the Magic. I refuse to watch them. Yeah, Everybody else, I watch. Man, we talked about Oshley beginning exposed. David Griffin is getting exposed real hard right now as a GM. Yeah, that guy don't he have is. It. That guy doesn't have he the doesn't. juice. He doesn't have the juice. And, no, yeah, and nobody man. else trusts him. Nobody else trusts him because he's it's, people. You had, Lonzo and Drew, you had Lonzo Ball. Drew How do you let Lonzo walk Drew, from that team? Drew Holiday. You lose that asset. From the, from the huge trade where you gave away Anthony Davis, you're just going to let that asset walk? At least resign him and trade him. Like It's insane. <laughs> just let but, him walk. Uh, also, how hilarious is it that Zion Williamson has ballooned up to how big he is? And look at me saying that, but, but has ballooned up to how big he is. And he's doing Mountain Dew commercials now. <laughs> it's expected. Yeah, it's expected. Yeah, it's expected. Yeah. You know how yeah. New Orleans I, I, get down. I give, a, I give him a little bit of a pass because he is a young guy. I don't know what his mm-hmm. support system is. He's got he's to be careful a, when you're that size of foot leg. problems. But mm. it's a lower leg injury. Of course you're going to add weight because how are you going to take it off? You can't do no cardio. Yeah, you can't you True. can't do the treadmill. You, you got to you got to eat. You, you got to eat right. You're a professional athlete. Gotta, yeah, that's man. The young guy's got to learn. You better doctor Miami. Yeah, but if, that's the thing. I don't know if he has a personal <laughs> chef or mom moved in with him and going to give him that home cooking. And then like mom could be fucking blowing him up. My thing is, is but yeah. but guess what? That's a David Griffin issue. Yes, Mr. Griffin. You oh need to. You as the president and GM, you need to be able to. If he wants to eat all the food he wants, that's cool. Give him a personal chef. There is like he's a millionaire. You're trying to tell me he can't make a carrot taste like a sausage? I'm sure there's yeah. some kind of technology <laughs> that we can. No, he's not wrong. It's out there. I believe it's out it. There. Come on. Yeah. It's, All right, guys. <clears throat> they've been injured, but what are you gonna do? Yeah. Right. We'll see what happens when Bi comes back. You know, but you know they got to trade Ingram. He just doesn't Again, fit. I don't. What I, don't doing. I don't care about them. They should go yeah. To yeah. back to Seattle. They go, need go the franchise needs to be disbanded. Oh. Bring back the Sonics. Ugliest uniforms ever. I'll just real quick, and then we'll get to your next question. Yeah. I've been screaming for yeah. forever. I don't care if you do it through expansion. I don't care if you move it from somebody. But for love of God, okay. put, a team in, put a team in Seattle and put a team in Vegas, and then you can move Memphis and Minnesota to the Eastern Conference where they belong because that's how maps yes. work. Exactly. That's how, how maps work. work. And, and, it's, I, and, and, and it's a travesty and, that the Washington State doesn't have a basketball team. It is a travesty. Well, it's it's crazy because it's become such like a tech hub and there's big companies there. There's downtowns more prevalent again. It's just literally a basketball city. Like the tech, the tech and basketball go hand in hand together. Um, and we don't have to, we don't have to go into it, but I always the, – the second thing I always say after that is now let's have a – you can't have a serious conversation about reforming the NBA unless you talk about a 60-game regular season and regulation like European soccer. You 100%. 62-game season. That's – I've been screaming that for like I, 10 I years. Said, I said 60 because then you can have the potential of the first ever undefeated season. You know how we talk? We still talk about the seventy-two oh, Dolphins, for God's sake. Yeah, a perfect, a perfect winning percentage because everyone's like, "Wow, the the numbers and the stats will get all thrown up." You'll have every game mean something. You won't have these guys taking long wrenches off. So every game is going to be a sellout because you know for a fact that LeBron James is going to play because every game means something now. You don't want people to lose. You uh, you're telling me that like 
the Spurs take that huge rodeo trip and the Bulls take that huge uh, uh, circus trip every year that the owners can't find something to put in those stadiums for 11 more home games, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. That's that's five Beyonce concerts and you've made all that money back from those 22 games. And your television contract's going to go through the roof because every game will matter. The season will be shorter. You put it, come on. And then, like, have and, the, that little, and the play-in yeah. too, and the play-in too, yeah. the play-in play will actually make then, a really big difference. And this opens up to the <clears throat> mid-season tournament that we've been just all fantasizing yeah. about for years. Yeah, I'd say the I would do the play-in, and then at the end of the season, I would do it like NASCAR, where they said uh, it's, all the points go back to zero, and just the top ten guys are going for the for the cup. I would do the opposite of that. The bottom ten teams, if you were in the bottom five of your conference, you know, eleven no. through fifteen. <clears throat> Those games now start getting accrued to points and all that, and the team with the best winning percentage at the end of the year gets the number one draft pick. You try, you I get like rewarded. That. I like that a lot. That's the, nice. the, the, bottom, the bottom four get to go play in the fucking G League for the next season. You still get all make your TB money. Oh, you still get oh, your draft awesome. picks, but you get to go play against like the Ohio no. State Force and all that shit. That's how you make that game. My mind perfect. is blown, and it's perfect because – if you bring the games down to 60-some games, lower 60 games, then you add the play-in games. And you also add in the sucky team games. We'll name ding, it something ding, ding. proper. Woody. Uh, Yo. Yeah, that's a great I, idea. I'm excited. But we we okay. are at an hour 10 now, yes. so we sure, do sure, need sure. to wrap it up. But the, So Melvin and I, we, we have this thing where we think basketball and hip-hop are synonymous together. Like the rhythm, the no flow, doubt. the energy, mm-hmm. the swagger, the, the, the toxic masculinity. It's just it's a, it's a very big ego-centric game, ego-centric uh, music. So what we have a series of questions that we like to ask our guests. Please, please, please. And please. Uh, Mel, you want to hit them with the questions? Oh, yeah. Well, first question is, who is your favorite rap artist? Um, I'd probably have to say uh, it's the one, uh, the the self-titled debut album on Deaf American by the Ghetto Boys is an album I have memorized from front to back. Mm. I, I, it's, it would be, I'm big on Dale the Funky Homo Sapien. I'm big on Rakim, KRS-One. I'm not the run of the mill because for the mill I don't run. Uh, all that stuff. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of young cats that I'm really enjoying. Uh, Jazzy Moray from Kernsville, North Carolina, K Vegas. All time. I, I, it's it's that Ghetto Boys record. I, I could I could I could go through every song for you right now. Start with Fuck 'Em, end with City Under Siege. I know that album. Love so that. that's awesome. Guys. Fifth one. All right. Fuck so you. there you go. All right. So what's the who's the rapper you dislike the most? Or somebody that annoys you, or somebody you just can't really relate to. Uh, I'm going to say something very controversial and very unpopular. Uh, future, don't get it. Really? My that wife is the same. I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you an example. You're not actually rhyming anything. You're just getting off the end. And Juvenile did that better and with more charisma. So oh, wow. Not right? did you know Nas says this that is Future's the is a best big statement MC. To say. Yeah, I see. I, I gave I, Future I, a second I think chance. Young, I, I think Young Thug does everything Future does, but way better. Way better. Yeah. No, young Young Thug that. is David. Like young Thug is David Bowie. Young Thug is David Bowie. That's true. (laughs) David Bowie, white, uh, like white Duke, Aladdin Sane, Ziggy Stardust. 
Oh, it's great. Future Future is the album after Let's Dance. Mm. You know what I mean? I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Spicy. So the rapper we got that two more. Yeah, we got I mean, three more. The the rapper that grew on you though. But I actually low key agree with you about way on future. I see your point, but the rapper that grew on you. I know this is also going to sound. Uh, I, uh, this is. I I came to him late because I was doing other stuff. I also have a very eclectic mix, so I'll go on deep dives where I'm like, I will listen to every Anthrax album in a row. I've been to over 30 Fish shows, so it's I'm like the same way. I, well, except for the <clears> Fish. <throat> yeah, yeah. I like you know like uh, uh, check out the Danish String Quartet. Those guys rule, right? Like I, I I'm kind of all over the place. So I got I came very late to uh, to Wheezy to Little Wayne. But mm-hmm. his late night, his his late run now, he has a song with uh, Jazzy, who wrote uh, Billy Ray Cyrus's uh, line for Old Town Road. She wrote the original Lemonade that Internet Money took and sampled and made mm-hmm. their own. Uh, <clears throat> she has a song called Sucker Free right now, where Lil Wayne, uh, I fuck your girl from nine to five and say, good job. Uh, I, she said, uh, I said, call me by my name. She said, good God, bring your Bible next time. Get your book signed. Mm-hmm. Only Lil Wayne can get away with that, right? And guess like, what? So, and and what? and not to interrupt you, but guess who my goat? Well, well mm-hmm. I get to that. Hold on, I got. I'll get sure, to sure, that. sure, sure. That so the Stuff most like that is over for me. Yeah. Yes, most overrated rapper. Oh, um, yeah. That is uh, that is tough because then you get to the idea of talking about eras and stuff like that. You know, like you know Bob Cousy versus Jason Kidd. Yeah. Um. I mean, what? I mean, was Kumo D overrated, or did he just go up against LL like so many others did and get popped? Right. Um. Was Cannabis ever rated to begin with before LL took him down? Right. You know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Over overrated. Uh. Cannabis was hurts. Kobe's favorite rapper. Yeah, um, that makes sense. You, I've listened to Kobe. That makes a hundred percent sense. Yeah, I, um, I'm gonna guys. Say... First world problems. I mistimed my sandwich delivery. I will be right back. I have no to worries. step outside. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would say. Oh, what, what, do you want to wait for you? No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Going? And talk. All right. F- finally, Mel. You and I are, yes. can talk. Finally, um, right. I I would say. This is tough because I legitimately like him and enjoy him, um, particularly uh, particularly one mic. All I need is one mic. But the, the proof is in the pudding. You know, like Nas has like one great album, one okay album, one one hit with his posse on a posse track, Uchilala, and then like one mic is great and all that. But like once he started being jazz and uh, like he's he, the, the numbers don't the stats aren't there. The stats aren't mm-hmm. there. Like you, he does not have like the track record of like a tribe called Quest or Beast or even Beastie Boys, where it's just five mics, five mics, five mics every time out the gate. He just doesn't. Every time, so, 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 every time, every time the tribe or like Beasties or Wu Tang put out a new album, it changed you had to the list, game. Change the change the you know, culture, change that year. That year is like and, you remember and he that does, year. Yeah, Nas doesn't have. He's never done what series. DMX did. Yeah, never did what Jay Z done. He's never done that. No, I agree. He with doesn't you. have. Yeah, he doesn't have a blueprint. He's still series. a great MC. He's not a he's yeah. not a top five. He's not a he's not a top five to me either. He's not and he's he not he's be. not in my route rushmore. He just he can't be. He just can't be. Right? Just he's because not, the music. Because at yeah. the end of the day, it's about the music, right? It's not, I mean it's not it's about, he has great 
bars, great thoughts, great words written. But sure. at the end of the day, it's about making good music. So I agree the with pro- you. The production of one mic is fantastic. How it builds to. Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. Again. Oh yeah. Brilliant. Uh, Stillmatic. Yeah. Illmatic, Stillmatic, classic albums. Like I think it's classic yeah. albums. You guys, classic albums. But like you said, overall, it's like. The number, the just um, but but again, but again, he's a top ten rapper. He's just not a top oh. five rapper. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Easy. He's a top 10, but he's not a top five. I agree with you 2,000%. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. Most underrated rapper. Oh. <clears throat> you got a lot of that. I mean, it's, I mean historically, uh, no one has ever given the proper amount of flowers to Lord Finesse. Uh, the, the, the first true original, you know, everyone gives, everyone talks about Jay-Z, like, never wrote down a rap, never done a rap. Yeah, Lord Finesse mm-hmm. did that too, right? Uh, you know, stand on stand on the corner with you know rocks in his pockets, and then you know saying raps to himself uh, while he's on the lookout for cops. Like you know, Lord Finesse for sure. But for me personally, uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Like uh, just oh. we don't the the way he was able to cross over, become Deltron, reinvent yep. himself, yeah. become Rebranded part was of Gorilla, become yeah. part of Gorillas, be have a, a huge crossover hit without giving up any of his credibility. People have a memory loss. They forget that I'm a bunch of claustrophobic. When I close an in on your menu, in fact, would be out, be out my face. You must be basic if you think you can tackle the Toronto and I pump it. The volume increases your Mises, gets slates to pieces. Like, no one's hitting that, right? Sure. We can see First of all, hurl, hurl is your world. Crush because I got to make you hush. You got to be a limited. I demonstrate it. You hate it, but still, I'm a greatest. Like a boxer, I'm going to knock your socks off. Nowhere to run to, exits are blocked off. Steadily, I'm dissing, man. I hope you listen in. But let's try to. Brothers, uh, brothers try to bite my foe. Uh, fools credit claiming like Tycho. Got to pull the rifle. Daisy grazed the mm-hmm. ass with the BB. No one, no one's touching that. No one's touching that. Oh, and that was yo. thirty years ago. Yep. Thirty years. Yeah, ago that's bonkers, man. What a name is so dropped. I would have you know, never thought that. That was that's when he when he came on the scene. People thought he was a comedy bit. Because of Mr. Bobalena. They thought he was a joke rapper. They thought he was yeah, a Yeah, I heard about rock. that. Yeah. I'll get yeah, high. I heard he was like, yeah. Because I get high. Like, he's a comedy actor. Yeah. never see him again. He's only, he only mm-hmm. got his record deal because he's Ice Cube's cousin. And then, flash forward, <laughs> that guy's got platinum on platinum. He's just, he just an entertainer, man. Yep. Last yeah. question. Yes, the please. GOAT. Your GOAT. Your GOAT rapper, who you think in your universe is the absolute best rapper of all time. Here's your favorite rapper, all but time. now who do you think is your <clears throat> GOAT rapper? KRS. You said my goat rapper. KRS, KRS really? Got from to, the right? Bridge, from the classic, bridge on, can't go wrong. You must learn. You can't go wrong with that. Whoop, I mean, you talk about, when you talk about dropping science, where like he is sitting in the video pulling out ice cream cones, Caucasian and Malaysian, like, you know, like all mm-hmm. that stuff, and then threw on where he, you know you are a goat when you can go back and resample yourself and have another hit with Rapture Delight, right? Step into a cock, cock, like that is you. You are sampling yourself. Where uh, like I, I'm not, I'm not number one. Oh, I'm sorry, I lied. I'm number one, two, three, four, and five. And you can't make that argument. He battle rap, he's there. Production value, mm-hmm. he's there. Dropping science, Absolutely. he's there. Writing the beat, he's there. Lyrics, bars, features, Preval- prevalent lyrics, prevalent. like his prevalent. lyrics prevalent. still yeah. carry on. Mm-hmm. No, it's he funny the, with your he is the guy, though. He is the it's, guy that's age. Quote, he, sorry, yeah, he's age. He's also been able to age dignified. He he was the one that people quote when he says, rap is something you do, hip-hop is something you live. That, he said that. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, he said, so, yeah. yeah, I think yep. it's KRS. 
Uh, hands down. Yeah, man. Right. You, you you said my goat. I said Little Wayne. Oh, Little Wayne's mean, my. Goat. Yeah, we went to I college mean, I, when Lil Wayne was at his peak. Dude. I just think, uh, bro. Awesome. I think with, with the with the goat, it's 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 all about transcending. If your music yeah. can transcend time, if your music can't transcend time, if, if, if only a certain time period yeah. can listen to your music, like me, I can put on the Rolling Stones. Like I still listen yeah. to the Rolling Stones this day. I still listen oh, to the oh, Beatles. I still listen my to my favorite band of all time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So 30, it's, 30 it has to be now. timeless. Yeah. Thirty years from now, you can put on the Carter, you can put on Nip's first record, of course, and oh, yeah. it'll be like came out yesterday. Timeless music, and guess uh, what? Think, and bring it back to basketball, like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Timeless, transcendent. They're they're players, they're goats that just transcend time, you know, and and they're yeah. just prevalent. Yeah, I think yeah, because <clears throat> I think again with like Lil Wayne, like I know you guys busted on Eminem the last time, but it's true. I mean. I mean, I love, I love Eminem. I, I like yeah. this. I love him classic, too. But it's, 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 uh, it's, it's hard because if you listen to something like Rap God and you're like, okay, technically proficient, perfect, flawless, all that. But then, then you know, the, the diss on him is when people are like, you know, listen to, uh, listen to, you know, listen to Marshall now, where he's like, yeah, uh, I, I got, I got my all rounds and my door hounds and my, my, my yeah. door hounds. You're like, that, is that yeah. a word? Are you yeah. making up words? I, I, uh, no, he's like, he's like, he's like Nas to me. He's like Nas to me. Like he yeah. is a, like he is a great legendary pearl. He's a top 10. Well, I got him like 12, 13, 14. But he picks a lot of terrible beats. Yeah. And he I wraps off beats sometimes, yeah. but he has given us classic. Classic. Albums as Uncle, yeah. Marshall Mathers, Slim Shady, Relapse, yeah. classic I think it's just, albums. I think it's but he's also giving his duds. Well, like he, yeah, like like I like the fact that like he and Lil Wayne go back and forth to like you know God sent me here to rap, mm-hmm. and then like if someone asked Eminem about that, he goes, I don't remember sending anybody, which is just that's just good comedy. That's just and like to be fair for yeah. one for a uh, like a a piece of putting him up there on the Parthenon, he did body. All the top guys on one song, with the uh, with the Drake song. Forever, yeah, forever, yeah. yeah. He did so that that is like. And a guess claim. what? And guess what? We have to discuss that later, Woody, because I am going to disagree with you. Oh, oh no! Yeah, oh. Uh, yeah but like, I, I mean, I would. I, I'd rather I, I'd rather punch my mom than try and battle rap. You know, Eminem. Like, you know, oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> yeah. hell yeah, hell <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> like, you know, and again, we talk I, like I, this, man. We're just nitpicking. Like, he is a legend. Yeah. Eminem is like he's a, he's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So, so, except like, Snoop Dogg. So I can Snoop Dogg, yeah. <laughs> also, like Little Wayne, like being able to like Little Wayne, like took a sabbatical and made great rock records. Like, who does that? Who can? I don't do know. That? I don't know if they were great, <clears throat> but I, I thought was, they were great. But I'm a fan, though. Snitch, I'm a diehard fan. That's true. I mean, it's not body count, but it's also not Willow or whatever the hell, like Willow Blade or whatever she was doing, right? Like, he, it's better than that. Yeah, so, uh, this is true. And, you know, and then uh, it's just it's just having uh, having fun with, like, you know, he, he got interviewed by Katie Couric. Like, that's, yeah. that's an all-time star. I'm a gangster. And gangster. Like, like, you know, they were, studying him at Oxford. they were studying him at Oxford. Yeah. You know, they were studying yeah. him at Oxford. That's well, the thing, and he'll show up. He would he'll show, show up. up. Like, the thing that sucks for Lil Wayne, <laughs> the thing that sucks for Lil Wayne that I feel like is going to be lost in the future that people aren't going to understand for context is the fact that mixtapes, because of licensing and stuff, haven't mm-hmm. made it to streaming services. They just don't understand how much other music was out there because his mixtapes were more popular than his albums. Yeah. That's, 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 <clears> that's my point. 
I think, that's I think someone thing. like Action Bronson has that issue as well because yeah. like his hits are his hits are good and he's and he's crossing over now into the that cooking that that food world and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. He's, he's jacked, jacked now too. But yeah, dude, yeah, and it, like most of those guys, he's like, oh, I don't want to have a heart attack. I don't want to die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but like die. that that Marty Jannetty mixtape hit you that drop. Yes, like Marty yes. That, that all clean with the whites, the trips. You're like. Yeah, like that stuff. That that, that stuff is action's best stuff. Like, yeah, baby girl, I'm blue. He sounds just great. like Ghostface. He sounds just like Ghostface. Just like Ghostface. Exactly the like great Ghost white Wu Tang member. Yeah, yeah, yes. I the, Action Bronson is my claim to fame. I was on Action Bronson in 2008. I well, found him randomly on Dat Piff, and yeah. I was literally telling people, "Yo, check out this weird dude. He sounds just like Ghostface." <laughs> I found him randomly on a. <laughs> a collaboration collaboration song they did with Riff Raff. Wow. Because I was like, what is this music video? And it's and I was like, who is this fat guy rapping like Ghostface? He's awesome. Yeah. If we're talking about you know hip hop and basketball, I highly recommend uh my boy Moray from Kernsville, North Carolina. M-O-R-R-A-Y. Um J. Cole signed him, because obviously the North Carolina connection. I've listened to like you can go to YouTube, just type in his name, uh Quicksand is a good hit for him. Uh, a couple okay. others. He he's a uh, he, he was like grew up singing in the church. Beautiful uh, beautiful voice. So he sings all of his own hooks. But uh, his flow also has that sort of. Uh, for, he had one great bar. He was like, it's uh, 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 like you you betrayed me. You hurt me. I put my heart away. But I learned that friendships die like penny. Uh, I learned that friendships fade away like penny hard away. You got your own uh, like now you're like Chris Paul. You got your own squad, but you ain't got no stars because it came right after Chris Paul signed with the, the Suns nice. early on. It's like it's uh, he. I, I like. I haven't heard a bad song from him yet. Not a single. It's beautiful. One. I'm gonna check him out. And, I haven't tried and, him yet. But no, more serendipity. My wife is a huge J Cole fan. I mean, huge. Her her like, go to J Cole. Yeah. Yes. So. I heard this guy. She's been on him. She tells me all the time, listen to him. So now I really have to listen to him because you told me. Not because she told me, though. Because you told me. Okay, so we also do this other thing, which I, Brian, I think I speak for Mel here. We'd love to have you back on in the future if you want to. And uh, so what me and Mel do is we give each other homework assignments where we give each other an artist to listen to. Right now, Melvin is trying to make me emotional and start a drug problem and listen to Juice World. And I'm telling him to listen to Big Emo Player. all the days. Yeah, exactly. Emo all so, day. <laughs> so if you would like to give us an artist to dive into for the next time you come back, we can talk about it. Okay. And it don't have to be uh, rap either. It, it can be any be artist. Rap, it can be whatever. Honestly. Yes. Oh, well then if not if not rap, I highly recommend a uh, – I think they're Danish. Uh, their name is Mew, M-E-W. M-E-W. Like the Pokemon? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, like Mewtwo. Yeah. Um, the album that I would suggest is Apocalypso. Apocalypso. It is, uh, yeah, it's great, great. Uh, if it's Apocalypso, uh, yeah. Um, what's great about it is that they are all independent songs that you can listen to them if you want. But this album, they, uh, they do seamless transitions. So there's never a break in between songs. If you listen to the, if you want an album listening experience and the, the, the one, two, three punch that is Apocalypso special and the Zookeepers Boys is all great songs. You cannot believe that all the band, the, the same band is playing all three of them, and yet the sound 
is consistent. Like the, the, mm -hmm. their sound is consistent all the way through. Uh, MEW, it's from about that album's like 2013, 2012, but I've gotten back into it again, listening to it a bunch because it is just so flawless. Special, special is uh, a, a real big, oh, you're, you're disappearing on me. Uh, oh, you. Yeah, yeah. I was trying um, to show you. I was trying to show you. I, I'm about to yeah, listen. Okay. I got YouTube music. I got YouTube music. So I am going to dive into it. I love music. I am excited. Special, Super excited. Spe special. Thank you. Special is my favorite song because I'm a sucker for any song that has, uh, that is like sort of a straightforward rock song, but has like a little bit of a rockabilly, just a touch of like boom, boom, bam, bam, boom, like golden earrings, you know, uh, Twilight Zone. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, it has a little bit of that. But then each section, like also the guy has a voice like a fucking angel. Um, and then each section sounds like it's from a different song. It's just like five hooks in a row. Like that nice. could be the chorus for a hit song. Okay. That could be the chorus. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's great. It's, I love it. Yeah. So next time you come yeah. on, we will listen to Mew and we will talk some Mew. Huzzah! Great. Well, guys, this was a real, this was a really fun show. I, I had a really good time. I felt we got some good bold stock in. Slipped in a little bit of other stuff, and uh, it was good. I mean, time flies when you're having fun. We went an hour and a half, and I didn't. It seemed ah, short to me. <laughs> I'm really happy. Like, I'm really honored. Yay. Like, sincerely. Yay. Like, really, really. Like, I'm geeking out. We oh, thought, I'm, like, really happy. Thanks, man. I really that, thought that... Woody was lying. I thought he was a liar. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm oh, happy he's not. I'm glad he I didn't disappoint. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he knows the Mandalorian. He's about to. All right, guys. Well, that is going to wrap us up here for the Woody and Mel podcast on the Five Tool Podcast Network. Uh, you know, tune in, subscribe, check us out at the number five toolsportspodcast.com. Brian, you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah. Yo, Dr. God, uh, as always, is my comedy group, and I uh, love those guys. They're very funny. I've watched them live. <clears throat> Thank you. We've done uh, good things. But, uh, uh, yeah, just keep uh, – I, I have a very fun thing that I've done now that I, I would love for it to go viral. That's a thing that still happens. I uh, I spent about a year working on a character reel because as a com comedy actor in Hollywood, you have to have a character reel. But I hate character reels because they're boring and they're weird and they're performative. And I just – yeah. So I, I came up with a, a video called 50 Titular Lines. So if you find my social media on my Twitter, I'm at B3OC, the letter B, the number three – OC. If you send uh, me that link, I'll put it in the uh, bio for the podcast. You. It's 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 that's me on Instagram. On TikTok, it's the real BOC because someone already took B three OC, which okay. is burned. Uh, but I, I did something called Fifty Titular Lines, where I did um, it's about two minutes long. I did the titular line of a movie that doesn't exist, and I did so. There's like Wance, Boy, Private Dick, uh, The Irrigator. Uh, dang, that, that dang cat, you know, uh, those kind mm -hmm. of things. I'm very proud of that. And more people that uh, get to see that, the better. And hopefully that'll lead uh, to some acting work. That yeah. is what I would like. Hell yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll definitely awesome. make sure to share that. Uh, uh, well, I'm that is and, going and, uh, and your show. What's the show? What do you say? The show? Oh, oh, Hell Den. Hell Den, Hell Den. animated show on, on sci-fi channel. Yeah. If you have the sci-fi, uh, app. Or just NBC Universal, you can find that. There's a couple episodes. I think all of season one is on YouTube as well. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I yeah. saw the episodes was on YouTube. Yeah. We've got some good guests. You know, Matthew Lillard, Maria Bamford, Kevin Heffernan from oh, – I uh, love Maria Bamford. Yeah. Mo, Mo Collins, uh, Derek Mears, who played Jason Voorhees in the Friday the 13th movies. Like, we got, we got some good guest stars. We're lucky. Lucky guest stars. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Well, awesome. that is going to wrap us up here. And uh, as always, keep keep it – 
going. I don't know where I was going with that. I just had a brain fart. But yeah, as always, guys, yeah. thanks for tuning in. And uh, R.I.P. Young Dolph, we out. Oh, R.I.P. Young Dolph, man. Ladies and gentlemen, you are entering the realm of... <laughs>